1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. The award-winning 1017 The Truth, I think I just said that, proudly celebrates black excellence in the most monumental moments in our history. Tune in all month as we celebrate black history. 1017 The Truth's celebration of Black History Month is presented by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Frederick and the Medical College of Wisconsin and American Family Insurance. Number five. Well, well, well. What are you doing next year, Rhea? You know what you're doing next year? Every year, I plan my year, first week of January, like right after, literally the day after New Year's, I leave. And I go somewhere by myself alone and I spend an entire seven days and I plan out my whole year where I'm going, what I'm doing, how I'm going to pay for it. I want to make money like this. I want to go there. I want to visit here. I'm going to do all that stuff. So if you know what your years look looking like, you know what I'm saying? And you want to spend a year in space, then NASA might have a job for you. So the space agency today said that administrators are taking applications for NASA's next research assignment. One that simulates the challenges of a mission on Mars as a way to guide future plans for human exploration of the red planet. So NASA has a total of three ground-based missions planned in this controlled environment, making this the second time they have hosted an open call for the Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog, or CHAPEA. If you want to be on the crew, well... The first one is halfway through their year-long mission and NASA's researching uh, came through the simulated missions to help inform crew health and performance support during Mars expeditions. The mission is set to kick off early next year. Get your application in. It's due April 2nd. Here's how to apply. Go to their NASA website. And so you're going to be living in a place where it's like a 3D printed habitat designed to provide separate areas within a habitat for living. Are there cameras in there? Cause if it's cameras in there, Oh, uh, we, we like, if it's cameras, we really ain't trying. We ain't really trying to do that. Number four. Well, I've heard strange things in the world, but this is a little, well, you tell me kettle Moraine school board took action on a, draft of a student name policy that would in part require parental permission to use names that differ from a student's biological sex. So board members discussed and approved a draft of a potential policy at the school board's February 13th meeting a few days ago. Here's what you need to know about the policy and the vote. So what did they vote on? Well, first reading of a draft of an all encompassing student name policy. So, The district's original student records policy was amended to bring its policy in line with an October court ruling in a case that involved the district. In the ruling, Waukesha County Circuit Court Judge Michael Maxwell said parental permission is required for staff to use names and pronouns of students that are different from the ones the students are given at birth. The decision came after two parents of a then Kettle Moraine student sued the district in twenty twenty one. The parents said that the district referred to their child by their child's chosen name and pronouns over objections. Millard said the new policy keeps two-parent authorization of child name changes while also adding procedures for processing name changes due to the court order, legal name changes, and student records. For example, according to the draft policy, parents Will determine what name staff will call their minor child while at school, and staff can't refer to the minor child by a different name from their biological sex at school without renting parental permission. For legal forms, transcripts, um, AP, ACT, SAT registration, the legal change name is required to make those changes. To those documents, so essentially, you don't get to decide. You're changing your name or changing your your sex or gender, and then just change your name without anything being legal, which means you have to go to court and get a legal name change, and then you can change those things. So, if you sign up for a form where you're going to be getting financial aid or or financial um, not not gain um, through FAFSA, right? then you have to use your legal name because that's what's attached to your social security card. So hmm. needless to say, interesting. Number three, Milwaukee common council is being asked to approve a $40,000 payment to settle a discrimination claim against city attorney Tierman Spencer by one of his former employees who said he touched her inappropriately under the terms of the proposed settlement. 30 would go to, A former assistant city attorney, Naomi Gelling, who has accused Spencer of placing his hand on her knee during a meeting on July 23rd, 2020, just a month after he took office. She's now deputy director of the Fire and Police Commission. Spencer denied wrongdoing, wrongdoing, I'll get it right, the final $10,000 of the proposed settlement would go to Gelling's attorney, Peter Fox. So Peter Fox is only getting 20% and not 30%. So so let me get this right. When when an attorney sues somebody and uses an attorney, the attorney that's the attorney for the attorney gets 20%. But when little old me goes to court and sues somebody, the attorney takes a third. That's a scam all by itself. That is a Scam. Number two. This from WISN.com. Tom Hornack walks around the passenger side of his car, now parked in his driveway, and he pulls black tape off the rear passenger door. And what's he showing you? A bullet hole from a few weeks ago. He said, what What if that was up another three feet? I might not be talking to you. I might be laid up in a hospital, paralyzed or dead. Hornack said, and... A criminal complaint shows someone shot at him and he was driving to work one night on I 894. Never in my time on earth did I ever think something like this would happen. Nobody ever does, right? He told WISN 12 News he didn't exactly know what happened. At first, he said after he flashed his bright to someone, the driver tailgated him and drifted into his lane. He thought he threw something in my car. That's kind of what I was thinking. And it wasn't until a bit later going to work, I came out and looked at my car and said, holy cow, there's a bullet hole in my door. The guy shot at me on the freeway. Well, he's not alone. More people are getting shot at and shot at and shot at on Milwaukee County freeways in recent years. Um, Milwaukee County Sheriff's Inspector Brian Barco said the majority of shootings are from road rage and typically he said the person who started the road rage is the one who ends up pulling the trigger people's patience is growing shorter and shorter and for whatever reason they pick up a firearm now to basically tell someone they're driving crappy shootings shots fired have doubled since 2019 deputies investigated 29 shootings or shots fired on Milwaukee county highways in 2023 26 In 2022, 28 in 2021, 21 in 2020, but only 14 in 2019. So, interesting. 2023's numbers include one person who was actually killed. So how do you get around that? Like, how do you fix that? Well, it's easy. Don't drive. Number one. This one is from Fox News, and it kind of threw me for a loop. So, fair warning. A Harvard professor said that all hell broke loose and he was forced to go out in public with armed security after he published a study that found no evidence of racial bias in police shootings. During a sit down conversation with Barry Weiss of the Free Press, Harvard economics professor Roland Fryer discussed the fallout from a 2016 published study on racial bias in Houston policing. The study found that police were more than twice as likely to manhandle, beat, or use some other kind of non-fatal force against blacks and Hispanics than against people of other races. However, the data also determined that officers were 23.8% less likely to shoot at blacks and 8.5% less likely to shoot at Hispanics than they were to shoot at whites. Fryer received the first of many complaints and threats four minutes after the publication. Um, one person sent and said that he's full of crap and I'll let you fill in that word. <laughs> Friar said people quickly lost their minds. And some of his colleagues, this is a black man refused to believe the results after months of asking him not to print the data. I had colleagues take me to the side and said, don't publish this. You'll ruin your career. The world renowned economist knew from comments by faculty that he was likely to garner backlash. He admitted that he anticipated the results of the study would be different and would confront suspicions of racial bias against minorities. When the results found no bias, he hired eight new assistants, redid the study, and it came back the same. After the report was published, Fryer lived under police protection for over a month, and he had a seven-day-old daughter at the time and went shopping for diapers. I was going to the grocery store to get diapers with the armed guard. It was crazy. It was truly, truly crazy. So who became the young he became the youngest tenured professor, the youngest tenured black professor at Harvard at age 30, and was suspended for two years from the university in 2019 when he allegedly engaged in unwelcome conduct of a sexual nature. He continues to deny the allegations. So has anybody gone in and looked at the study and replicated the study? Because that's what you do when you have a study and you decide that that you don't necessarily believe the study. Like you, you, you actually go in and you replicate it to find out whether or not the study is correct. But you don't go threatening people because you disagree with the findings of a study. Why not just replicate it? and figure out why. I don't I don't I don't really get it. I don't really get it. I just I just I'm going to have to read the study and find out. One call, that's all. One call, that's all is right. Now's your chance to be entered in to win our one call that's all 5k giveaway. You heard it right. $5,000. 833-212-1017. Be caller number three right now, and you'll be entered in to win $5,000. Remember, if you or your loved one has ever been injured in an accident, call Gruber Law Offices now. One call, that's all. Be caller number three, 833-212-1017, for your chance to be entered in to win this money from the one call. That's all. 5K giveaway. For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. Caller number three, 212 1017
0: Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. One second. Congratulations to Tammy. She qualified to be the one call. That's all 5K giveaway winner whenever we pull it, which would be, we pulled in what, January? So February, March, April, end of April, end of April. And I think uh, Tori Lowe, It's going to be up next. So T-Lo, let me see. May, June, July. Yep, I'll have to make sure I'm in town. (laughs) (laughs) Because we'll be having a winner on my show. Bulletproofing your car will help. Why should I have to bulletproof my car? Why should I have to bulletproof my car to stop somebody else from shooting at me? Or just don't drive? Okay, that was easy. I remember those. NASA. (laughs) why why, why would they're not using CGI they're gonna fake it on earth to see what could go wrong and then correct it and then you go and you actually fly to like Mars like it'll take a year like can you imagine something working hey I, I need you to get on this airplane I need you to fly it for a year like would you even trust that And you really wouldn't have to because your momentum would take you. So you would only fly it by so many, you know, times and then you turn off the burners and just float, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Would you go? eight three three two one two one zero one seven? 1017. Would you go to Mars? Like, how much does the study pay? Does it pay? Or do they just give you free, like, lodging and living or something or pay your mortgage or or rent or whatever? Like, what, what exactly would I get for going to Mars? How far away from Earth is Mars? I like to do stuff in real time. Oh, it's only 140 million miles. So, how long would it take to get to Mars then? Seven months. So the cruise phase begins after the spaceship separates from the rocket soon after launch. And the spacecraft departs Earth at a speed of about 24,600 miles per hour or 39,600 kilometers per hour. And the trip to Mars takes about seven months and about 300 million miles. But this said it was 140 million miles. So it can't just go straight there. Oh, I got it. So the distance can be anywhere from 33.9 million miles to 250 million miles. It just depends on when you leave and how you get there and where it is in the orbit around the sun. In terms of Earth orbiting the sun and Mars orbiting the sun. So you would have to calculate. When to leave, when to blow your rockets, what trajectory, how to change it, all that stuff in order to get to mars so right now mars is 339 million kilometers away and and so i wonder like what's an earth's year on mars 687 days So the Earth zips around the sun 67,000 miles an hour, making a full revolution in about 365 days, one year on Earth. Mars is a little slower and further from the Earth. It takes a full circuit in 687 Earth days or one Mars Earth year, which means the longer the year, the longer the season. Interesting. And they think it's covered in iron and oxide dust, which is why they call it the red planet. But we have no way of knowing that unless we go there. And guess the one place in the entire universe, in the entire world where I'm not going. Mars. That's the one place that I'm not going. So, oh, well. But if you want to take that Mars mission, um, NASA's hiring you can go check it out. NASA is looking for their favorite person, which which just might be you. I mean, yeah. I'll never go. You never have to worry about me ever going to. Yeah. he will never go. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were teasing me because I said that I didn't like dogs. All right? So when we come back, I, I wanna I wanna I wanna talk about why I don't like dogs. I'm not afraid of dogs. I I just don't like dogs. I just don't like dogs. We're also gonna talk about a story from uh well we're gonna talk about a story from New York that has nothing to do with Donald Trump, but everything to do with um the law and how we perceive the law and how it um impacts each and every one of us, unless you we weren't born here. Eight three three two one two-one zero one seven is the number. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon
0: with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 the truth the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host Dr. Ken Harris. 833 is the number. He <laughs> ah, said there is no Mars. Come on. Come on. Warner Von Braun and Walt Disney created NASA. <laughs> Von Braun's uh, tombstone reads that there's no getting through the Firmament Dome. Ha 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 ha. And then uh, LT said, man, you won't go to Six Flags. I wouldn't think you'd go to Mars. Right, is, there, is there a correlation between Six Flags and Mars? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> most folks that don't like, when I was talking about dogs, most folks don't like dogs that can't bear the hurt of potential hurt. They would be able to start with passage. And Most folks don't like dogs that can't bear the hurt, the potential of feeling. No, I've had cats that have died. I've had like two cats, and they both died. But am I gonna cry like a baby? No. What you talking about? What you talking about, Willis? Um, so, here's the reason why. From USA Today, an 11 year old boy has a long road to recovery after being bitten by a pack of dogs during an attack. In South Carolina, according to multiple reports, police in Clinton, South Carolina, said the boy was walking toward the bus stop this past Wednesday when four dogs attacked him. Officers gave credit to a neighbor of the boy who was able to scare away the canines. After the attack, the boy was flown to a hospital to be treated for serious injuries, and his mother said her son is in stable condition, but it'll be some time before he's fully recovered. Why is that? He got bit by a dog. He got bit 60 times. 60 times. That that means each dog on average bit him 15 times. That's why I don't like dogs. He's pretty much weak out of it and clinging. She said her son received 60 dog bites during the attack, and the boy would need to have been sedated just for a couple days because he's in a lot of pain and has more surgeries to go through. The neighbor identified as Natasha Mims, told the TV station that she knew the boy needed help because there were four big dogs. He was laying on his stomach, and clearly the back of his leg is ate off. You know, like, the meat is gone, and that's what they were eating on when I pulled up. I asked him to turn over and look at me, and he said, I can't move. She was dropping off her six-year-old at an elementary school when the dogs attacked her son. Natasha was calling me. On Facebook Messenger, screaming and hollering, Red, Red, get here, get here. So I didn't know what I was pulling up to. So, where are the dogs now? Two of the dogs from the pack were euthanized, the other two escaped. An owner for the dogs hasn't been identified. I want the owners of the dogs to be held responsible. They got to be held accountable. I want justice for my son. But we don't know what happened with the dogs. Did the dogs run away and they were reported stolen or gone or missing or whatever? Like, can you report a dog missing? I mean, I know we put up signs and stuff, but is there a mechanism to report a dog? <laughs> hey, my dog's missing. Can you Can you uh, help, 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 help my dog, please? Can you please, can you please, can you please? Um. What's her name? They talked about it on the sports that that woman from Iowa or Iowa State, who's the, now the leader in NCAA. Yeah, I don't like her. Anyway, moving on. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number, which takes me to the story of the day. Takes me to the story of the day. So you've been you've been following the the Fannie Willis piece down in Atlanta, where she's kind of embarrassed herself and. Basically, got caught in a lie. Um, admitted using and and using campaign finance funds, but technically, the way she did it, she really didn't put herself in trouble. She didn't. People are trying to make it so that she, oh, she committed finance. Well, no, she didn't. It's yeah, it's under if it's under a certain amount, stuff like that. <sighs> the migrants. That attacked the police officer. Remember that? The migrant that attacked the police officer. You know who that is, right? The migrant that attacked the police officer actually was arrested. Did did you know that? The juvenile. They got arrested. There's there's just one problem with it. Anybody know what the problem is? The one problem with it is that they set bail. And so I thought, hmm, but that seems reasonable. You'll set bail for somebody who actually hurt somebody, who actually beat up a police officer and basically tried to. And, And if they could have, they probably would have taken his gun and all sorts of things. But we don't know. We don't know. However, to get bail set, right? They got bail set. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office sought high bail for a group of illegal immigrants accused of attacking two police officers near Times Square last month after their initial no bail release caused the national uproar. The suspect's each pleaded not guilty at their arraignment. Despite the prosecution's change of stance, one suspected Venezuelan gang member who was ordered to leave the country last year who came back. Like, how do you order somebody to leave the country and then they just don't leave? Like, wouldn't you take them to where they were going and say, hey, you, you can't you can't come here? Right. Bail set for a dollar. It's not expected to be paid. The move allows him to avoid deportation while in custody. First up, the judge set $100,000 bail, a $250,000 bond for Yorman Reveron, 24, one of the four no-bail suspects believed to have skipped town after his release. Prosecutors asked for further investigation into the release of Yo Henry Brito, Another 24-year-old whose $15,000 bail, get this, was posted by an unknown person. His defense attorney claimed that the bail had come from a bail fund group of well-meaning people. The judge noted that he has four, four court cases after being in the U.S. for eight months and sent him back to jail. Kelvin servita Marocha, 19, is one of two suspects captured by immigration and customs enforcement with ties to Venezuelan criminal organization Treta Oregua or TDA. He is accused of kicking a radio away from the police during the assault and had initially been released without bail. The The defense asked for a $1 bail. And the prosecutor's request that he be remanded without bail. The judge is considering setting bail at $15,000 or $50,000 bond pending any motions hearing on April 2nd. He will remain in ICE custody until that date. A dollar. Is that fair? No. Whether you can get out or not is irrelevant. The first time they committed a crime, they should have been held. Terrible. Brian on the talking tech sign, what type of dogs and where were they? I don't know what type of dogs, but two of them are euthanized and two of them escaped. So does it does it matter? Does it matter? They were wild dogs. So hmm. LT say, even if you don't like roller coasters, you're not getting into a space. No, I'm not getting into a spaceship. They blow up. Dude, I was watching some some uh footage the other day on the Challenger. About and I was watching a thing on uh, National Geographic on Nat Geo about black people in the space program and how it was so hard to get in and Kennedy had the first black guy who went to NASA and all the crap they gave him and he was a test pilot and all that up to guy uh, Blueford all of them Guy Blueford all 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 them right and then what's his name uh, McNair who died in the Challenger blast so. It was interesting, but going, you know, strapping myself to a rocket that's technically a bomb that has to blow up big enough to push past 14.7 pounds per square inch of something that's so heavy that you need a bomb on the bottom of it, right? to push it fast enough to break the earth's atmosphere. I don't need to leave that, fa- that 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 bad. And I don't need to leave that fast. 24,000 miles an hour. Yeah. I think I'll play a video game for that one because I don't I don't I don't really think that's yeah. Mars? Nope. Maybe a Mars bar.
0: Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, Eight three three two one two one zero one seven 1017 is the number. Now I know this story came out earlier, and I think other people talked about it. But I just I just wanted to ask. I, I just I just wanted to talk about the fact that Well. All right. Therapists say those that there are red flags that you might actually be too independent. Hyper independence can often stem from experiences of trauma, such as having unreliable caregivers as a child. So here's what they talk about. There's no shortage of bangers that celebrate being independent, right? Maybe you've thrown your hands up to that destiny child's independent woman Uh, part one, or belted out Bon Jovi's It's My Life at the Top of Your Lungs. No, never done any of that. But these songs conjure up ideas that someone is strong and capable and take care of themselves and don't need help from nobody. And there's no question that American culture seems independence is a virtue. They see it as something that is a strength. But doing something on your own without asking for help is actually praised. Even in a relationship, maybe, You're someone who prides yourself in not needing your partner to care for you emotionally or financially. And certainly there's a value in being independent. However, according to therapists, when taken to the extreme, independence can get in the way of maintaining healthy relationships and can also cause anxiety. There's actually a term for it. It's called hyperindependence. Is It's when someone has an extreme form of self-reliance and activity avoiding relying on others for help. I might be talking about me, uh, knowing the difference between healthy independence and hyper-independence is kind of tricky because if you're hyper-independent, learning how to ask for help can benefit both their relationships and overall mental health. Hyper-independence is over-relying on yourself, under-relying on other people, and it's also known as, and I I, 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 I refuse to use this phrase ever again, toxic independence. We call everything toxic. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Someone hyper independent may, for example, not ask for help at work when feeling uneasy or completely lost or insist on their partner never paying for them or having trouble delegating because they don't trust others to do the task right. Liana Ross, a mental health counselor said it's about, Severity. Hyper-independence is an extreme form of self-reliance, possibly to the point of isolating yourself from your support network and refusing even help when it's needed. Interesting. Anybody know anybody like that? Or are you even like that? 833-212-1017. So I, I, I saw myself like that growing up. And they say this can lead to stress and burnout. And, and loneliness and hyper independence can get in the way of maintaining healthy relationships, particularly romantic relationships. They said romantic relationships, the goal is to be a team. And when you can't be a team because you're hyper, in the, hyper, hyper independent, it makes it hard because you have the idea that you can do everything on your own and you don't need another person. She added that people who are hyper-independent tend to have an avoidance attachment, meaning they don't believe they need emotional intimacy, and this makes it hard to be trusting and be in a vulnerable relationship. And so they said that the inability to be trusting and vulnerable can also impede family relationships, friendships. Humans are social beings. We're meant to rely on each other. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So what they're saying is that trauma as a child or growing up can make you disconnect from people to the point where you don't want to bother with them anymore. But it, it bears repeating. Independence is positive. Even hyper independence has its benefits. It can serve a purpose, but when taken to the extreme, it can cause anxiety, burnout, loneliness, all those things. But here's the flip side, right? Extreme codependency isn't good either. You have to be grounded on the inside. You 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 really need to recognize who you really are. Otherwise, it'll cause a lot of yeah. It'll cause a lot of issues, a lot of trouble, a lot of problems. So one end of the line is extreme codependency and the other end of the line is hyper independence where do you lie i know where i lie but where do you lie i'm a little closer to hyper independence like i'm 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 on that side of i got it myself uh self and so i look at it as uh, uh what they call in research your locus of control right so you can have an internal or an external locus of control. So if you have an internal locus of control, you got it. Like that, my my locus of control is significantly internal. If something happens, I can fix it. If something happens, I can figure it out. If something happens, and to a point, I'll ask for help if I think I need help. But otherwise, I think I got it. Oh, it went south. We'll fix it. Let's do it. Let's rock this, Right. That's my, I have an internal locus of control. Other people I know have an external locus of control. They think, "Eh," and you've heard these people. Ooh, should I say these people or those people? Anyway, uh, (laughs) we, we, you've heard people say, it's somebody else's fault. I don't have a job, somebody else's fault. I didn't get this, it's somebody else's fault. Something else happened, I get somebody else's fault. Instead of looking at themselves first and saying, okay, what did I mess up? What do I need to correct? What do I need to do to move on? And we won't do that. We won't We won't stand up and say, you know what? I messed that up and I need to fix that. Internal locus of control says, it broke? All right, I'll fix it. We'll figure it out. Come on, let's sit down and figure this out. External, it broke? Well, that was... That was that was that was Kyle's fault. That was Rhea's fault. That was that was that was Sherwin's fault. That, was, that was me? Oh, I I would never do that. Never do that. I remember working for a person and I told them something they said and that when they said it, it was recorded. And I said, "When you said this, I was a little taken aback so I was trying to figure out what it is you were talking about." And they replied, "Oh, I never said that." I'm like, y- "Yeah, you did. The whole room heard it. Like literally the whole room went, "Huh?" like what and I remember it because I turned around and they were videotaping it so I went to the people I got the videotape I looked at it and that's what you said and the room went what are you what I don't think people remember things they say or maybe they don't want to or maybe they actually met what they said and then you have to deal with it well over time this person proved to me they meant exactly what they said and it's come to fruition and this person has then separated themselves and a whole group of people from another group of people and now I just sit back and laugh because eventually it'll come back and bite them you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tory Lowe's show is going to be for about a half hour, and then we got pregame and game tonight, so make sure you check it out. Milwaukee Public Schools, presented by Gruber Law Offices. Check it out tonight at 7. Basketball, Panthers, tomorrow night at 7. Just hang around 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all week long. Why? Because you have the best in black radio in the Midwest along with Truth in the Afternoon. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. I'm out.